Unexcited. We ready? We're recording well, now. Excite oh. me. Excite you? If I show excite you my me. butthole, will that excite you? That's another reason we could have a female co-host. To excite you? We don't yes. need a woman here to be uncomfortable by the advances you're clearly going to make towards uh, yeah. her. There, no, no advances. Woman. We have no. more respect for women than that. No advances. Yeah, I remember grinding my feet on this couch. Yeah. No advances. Like, yeah, I remember wearing my sweatpants and swinging myself around. Got a little more sense of that. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to episode 39 of the Frog Brothers Podcast. The Frog Brothers Podcast! Awesome. My name is Justin. With me is my esteemed colleague and brother, all-around gentleman, scholar, smart person, Alec, and then uh, then we got this fucking turd that doesn't flush, Nick. How come Alec never does the intro? I used to do the intro. Yeah, we used to trade off sometimes. I don't remember... He's like trying to start a divide between us, like like we'll care. It's been he's at least clearly trying to start a war. He's like, it's been at least thirty. <laughs> like, Nick's Nick's like one of those floating turds. Like you got to no. like you got to set some toilet paper on it to get it to flush right. Otherwise, it keeps resi- no, resurrecting like, itself. No, well, you got to give it a courtesy flush right now. I think I'm the hostage, and I'm trying to turn you two guys against each other. You're not a hostage how of come, anybody. No one fucking you're more like, you. How come Justin makes all the decisions? I think Alex? we're the hostages. I feel like you're the parasite. You're like uh, John Candy in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and we're both Steve Martin. And we're like, we just keep running into you. I would say more like Human Centipede, but it's weird how much one man's lips can be on both of our assholes at the same time. John Candy's the better person in that movie, though. Is that why he's homeless? His his wife died. That's not an excuse. He can't go home. That's actually really a story about how the American... He's a business traveling salesman there. Are you trying to call yourself John Candy? He sells shower hooks. Because you're homeless and live in a hotel? I can take anything. I've been with Nick Bryan. (laughs) All right, so (laughs) crazy stuff coming at you. We got off topic really fucking fast, so... Smash that like button. Just like we smashed Nick's mom. You may have noticed on some of our pages, such as YouTube, Facebook, and wherever you consume our podcast, that the logo has been updated. What about Instagram? Do they consume our podcast on Instagram? They don't consume it on they Facebook. They interact. Fucking chatty he Kathy said, dog. He, nah, nah, nah. Over said here. Facebook. That's where I updated it. Yes, that's correct. I did not update it on Instagram yet. Oh no. So, so there the one, the only, Mr. Baducci at Baducci Studios on Instagram gifted us a beautiful piece of art based on my concept for the Moogly Ghostbusters logo and Lost Boys mashup. 
he took it a step further, went above and beyond, and uh, gifted it to us. So we want to give a huge shout out to him. He's a very talented artist. If you uh, are a listener of Yes Have Some podcast, you may note that he did an insanely detailed poster for them that they have set up. I've actually got a print of that hanging up in my bedroom. So when he gifted us a piece of artwork, uh, my mind was blown. I was totally fucking stoked on it, and we are very happy to have that. Yes, I it's also have nice. that Yes Have Some print as well as the T-shirt design of it because uh, I just liked it so much. I guarantee we will actually be... Um, paying him for some sort of future artwork as well because uh we're very pleased with that so yep and we'll likely have some uh uh we're gonna we're looking into some different options for print on demand shirts and merchandise and apparel and stuff like that so that will be one of the uh shirt designs we have up to at launch so we're probably gonna have i think three different designs right now that we'll start with and go from there yeah are we gonna put his links in the description uh on the youtube we can yes we can put it in uh, descriptions, yes. At Baducci. Smash his like buttons. Yeah, follow his work. He's actually done some really great stuff lately on Instagram, just showing how he's um, doing his process of obviously illustrating the le- the line work and then obviously coloring in the work and stuff. And, and you can find that on, he has a YouTube page where he goes into detail about how he does the stuff too sometimes. So that's also, go subscribe to that if you do artwork or you're interested in artwork or you like his artwork. So Yeah, that's always awesome to see the different process for, I mean, I do... Our, so I do some of our artwork, right? But obviously, um, I kind of do it as a hobby because I used to be in graphic design. So I love seeing how fast and efficient people can work compared to myself. Right. Well, it's some... not that yours is bad. It's just that his is awesome. You know oh, I mean? yeah. No, exactly. I know. But I just love seeing how efficient people are with some of these tools. Like when I was messing with our logo, I was just learning how to use the vector-based art program. Yeah. You made Teaching some myself. nice logos for Midland Empire Ghostbusters. Yeah, but just basic stuff there. So I mean, yeah. there's a there's yep. a wide variety of yep. levels out there. Better than yep. what yep. we had. So that's a big shout out to Baducci Studios. Uh, so thank you, sir. We greatly appreciate it. He's in the land down under, I do believe. And um, for those of you who were listening in October <clears throat> to our first bonus episode, uh, the October special we had on um, John and Jeremy Urkaba. They were doing, um, talking about some of their artwork in um, a multimedia project they were doing on Instagram at the time. Um, some of John's artwork, he has recently talked about how he's going to be putting it into a, sort of a, a book that he's going to be releasing. So um, hit him up and let him know that you're interested in that because um, there's going to be a very limited amount from what I understand. So I know that I'm going to be picking one up. So yes that's super exciting to see that he's got that project going on obviously something a, a, a project that size for an independent artist to be working on takes some time right so when we talked in it was gonna you know he's hoping to have it sooner but patience my friends yeah. patience the patience will pay off for this because it's gonna be amazing uh, it's, it's yeah it's worth it worth the wait absolutely baby I see you shiver with anticipation Alec is just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. How do you do, I? See you've met my faithful handyman. Yeah. Don't sing too much more because I don't want Nick to get aroused. He's wearing his sweatpants again, so. Mm. Oh, gross. So, it's Mando Monday. And uh, we'll get to 
the season two finale of Mandalorian in a minute, but we're Ooh. talking news right now. So spoiler alert: Mando Monday dropped all kinds of stuff. Oh uh, yeah, the dark saber, um, the black series collectible dark saber was announced. Not the uh, worst toy of the year honorable mention that was already out. So this one actually looks pretty excellent. And um, if you use the code Frog Bros on AdamandEve.com, you can get a twenty percent discount off of the dark saber fleshlight. So I highly recommend doing that. Isn't the Darksaber really thin? Like a sword? It actually does look like a sword blade, but the handle would be it's the It's all out of proportion. Oh, okay. Nick doesn't understand these things. Yeah. So it's just a hilt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You mean you click it on and it starts vibrating and glows. <laughs> and then you th- you just are like, all right, Boca Raton. Boca Raton. <laughs> Boca Raton, Florida? Who wants to go on vacations, guys? <laughs> All right. No, so they had the Darksaber, obviously a repaint of Boba Fett's helmet, which I saw a bunch of fucking haters being like, it's not accurate. There's some stuff in the molding that's not perfect. You're like, it's a fucking collectible. For the price point it's going to be at, it's pretty fucking excellent. Yeah, I thought it looked pretty awesome, and I'm not sitting there trying to find all the differences because it's like, if you're that worried about it, just make one, clearly. Well, go buy a metal one for $1,000 and make it perfect exactly what you want. But for a $150 toy from Hasbro pretty fucking decent yeah um they also announced the re-release of the slave one yeah and that's not the vintage slave one from the 90s that's a well it's the vintage collection it's the what they have it's that means it fits the three and a quarter or whatever but it's much bigger than the 90s model that was released like with the power of the force line and stuff which is just re-released and i really want it but you know don't have the funds to commit to anything right now like that so that's a pretty big expense to be thrown out at, at that right now so now, that yeah. being said, I did get fucking sniped on eBay on a Shadows of the Empire Slave one, but eh, that's my bad. I knew it was going to happen, and you know what? I should have sniped it, because then at least I would have potentially have gotten it, too. Because I, I didn't bid on it, specifically. I went and knocked on your door, because I was like, is this the Slave one you're bidding on right now, by chance? And you're like, yeah, and I was like, god damn it, of course it is. And then, uh, yeah, of course it got sniped. That, was that being said, if you have a Slave one inbox from... Shadows of the Empire line, hit me up. Let me know what your offer is. What, 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 would it, what would it take to offload that? Maybe one of our listeners sniped it. I'll give you a free year subscription to my OnlyFans if you give one to me. Ooh. So that's the offer on the table right now. That retails at $60. All right. Did you subscribe for a full year? Yeah, it's $5 a month. There you go. You need to pay up, man. Put that money in my hand. So beyond that, the week hasn't had a lot of news, obviously, besides Mando Monday. Obviously, Disney just left everyone hanging over the weekend with, uh, what's the book of Boba Fett? Well, it's a new series, and guess who an executive producer is? Robert motherfucking Rodriguez! (laughs) Yeah. That's how that makes me feel. So that was excellent news to hear that he's going to be part of that project. He did an amazing job at directing that episode of The Mandalorian. And, like, I think he was the fill-in director at the time. And then, obviously, now... Yeah, last minute. Yeah. And fucking is going to be an executive producer on the series because he knows how to tell the story. And he knows how to use this technology. So next December is going to be pretty fucking wild. Yeah. Yeah. So anything else in news before we cut over to... Water cooler cult. Water cooler cult. Water cooler cult. Come, come, come on. 
but it's fine. We've actually watched this twice. Uh, Could you blame us? I've only watched it once. I had the day off Friday from work, had some vacation time to burn, and uh, Alec probably went to bed at about 5 that morning, I think. Uh, You know how tempted I was to watch it without you two? But I didn't. Yeah, Alec went to bed about 5, but I came up after getting up Friday and taking care of some business and made a well, I went grocery shopping and stuff and everything else and then I came home and unloaded and then I woke Alec up so we could watch watch the episode and god damn did that deliver yeah what are you doing over there try not to burp everywhere and sound like I'm fucking throwing up I was about to say it keeps making me think you're going to throw up that's what I keep thinking you're trying not to do we just ate a lot of chipotle and then I fucking found some goddamn meat in mine Oh stop yeah! Stop fucking eating it and throw it in the trash and get. We're no longer allowing Chipotle to sponsor. Nope, not that Chipotle anyway. They also put way too much. I used to work at Chipotle and I made the rice and did some of the cooking and shit. When, like a couple years ago when I was in school, and uh, you know what? They put way too much fucking lime juice. It's all I could fucking taste. My mouth was burning from citric acid. I don't know what happened. Yeah. So for those of you that aren't aware, Alec and I don't consume animals. I do. Uh, Nick uh, over here doesn't care about anything, so why wouldn't she eat a person? But that's for another conversation. You can't answer that right now. Anyway, Alec found a big piece of carnitas in his uh, burrito, and uh, that pretty much ruined his appetite. His tofu burrito. Yeah. Burrito bowl. Either way, it was a huge fucking piece. So, uh, For all you pork lovers out there, here's a fun fact. So cannibals say... That pork meat tastes the closest the to like eating uh, human meat out That's there. That's why you, so. don't, you don't give your dog pork meat because they'll start to develop a taste for it and they'll eat you. Sweet. It's true. State your sources, you son of a bitch, because you're always over here lying. And That's making just up not shit. true because Wikipedia. actually lots of dog food has pork in it. So Nick's over here fucking lying. What are you, the president? Fucking just make up and Wikipedia. say whatever you want because you thought it? Like, oh, I thought it. It must be true. I was on, <laughs> I was on Breitbart. I'm going to fucking throw you down a flight of stairs, and I don't have stairs here. So that means I'm going to go build a flight of stairs, take you up the flight of stairs, and knock your ass down said stairs. So you shut your mouth. Do not speak unless spoken to. You're no longer a metaphorical punching bag. Now you're going to be a real punching bag. We're going to skin you and sew you together in the shape of a punching bag and stuff your ass with beads or whatever they put in those bags. Once you started sewing them, I thought we are going to turn them into a walrus. And that I could get behind. Let's do it. Get Kevin Smith on the phone. He knows how to do this. Yeah. Nick's going to look like Justin Robert Long Kurtzman do the effects soon. for that movie, I think. Hmm? Effects? It's going to be a real deal when we do it to Nick. Oh, yeah, I know. But he just knows the logistics. Can provide us with uh, Kevin details. Kevin Smith, if you're listening, call us. Help turn Nick into a fucking walrus. Yeah. So... All right, let's or get like back on track. like a narwhal will cut his dick off and We're trying to, to talk about the best episode possibly ever of this series. Uh, uh, are you fucking retarded? <laughs> and not, no, I should, I take that back. Retarded people have an excuse. It's rude to call people retarded. Are you a fucking piece of dog shit? Last week was better. 
Last week was better. But you said last week that it wasn't even as good as something else. No, I didn't. How was it? No. I said last week was probably my favorite episode of the show so far. That was, yeah. <laughs> We're going to fucking mute you. I need a mute switch over here on my foot just so I can turn him off when I want now. You hear it? Heard it here first. Okay, I can't even talk because I'm just I'm just don't even know what to say. But um, you heard it first here, folks. Nick is now an intern, no longer a producer, because his opinions are garbage. Nope, are garbage, hot flaming garbage. He's like the little fucking bottle of water when you spill out of a dumpster and it's all trash water leaking out of the bags. He's like that in a fruit smoothie of rotted fruit and diarrhea. <laughs> you sick fuck. How was. Oh, I'm not. More, I'll just talk to Alec. <laughs> fucking dick nosing on the mic and everything. Oh, goddamn. Looks like the fucking penguin of Batman Returns. So, how many times did you come during this episode's climax? Uh, spiritually, I felt like. Um, well, we've all seen pornography let's not lie right let's not pretend that we haven't let's not pretend that we haven't made it with nick's mom and probably some other people's moms um it's the best kind the milf porn <laughs> nick shakes yeah. his head but it's true you but, know it search your no, feelings but yes they always uh, get those discount boob jobs those you always you know you know you just know about like women that are multi-orgasmatic you know that's how i felt watching this episode i just felt like there's like this gleeful hopefulness of just repetitively feeling good over and over and over again and you're like, oh so that's what that's like okay that makes so much sense oh god yeah what about you did you count i don't know all i know is that i couldn't take my pants off because it's like they were glued to me last night uh on friday whatever whenever we watch this uh well to be fair we did incredible. watch it again last night so yeah I, I, I'm I thinking about it, and I think of two things. It's obviously the ending to me, the after the post credit scene. I mean, my brain immediately jumps to that because as a kid, Boba Fett always captured my imagination. Um, this is like, hello, do you remember Return of the Jedi? Here it is, and you're just remember. shaking the big Return of the Jedi dick around, flopping it around, just flopping all over the place. Bib Fortuna is still alive. Exactly. Until Boba sh- shot him. That was a cool scene. That was awesome. Was, I love that post credit scene, right? You see both of go back in there and... I bought a Bib Fortuna action figure earlier this year from the Power of the Force line because I have a Jabba's Palace playset with Jabba and Boba Fett and Bib Fortuna, and I got Lando in the skiff guard outfit and shit, you know, so... And I love how fat he got, too, right? Yeah, yeah it was awesome. Like, so in the prequel trilogy, right, you see... Jabba, like, kind of skinny and young, and then you see him, obviously, is just morbidly obese after, like, he's just in charge of shit, right? He's, he's, living, a, he's living a good life, right? Yeah. And basically, you see Bib Fortuna doing that, but I love how they fucking put all the fat in his neck and in his, in his head tentacles, like, right yeah. there, all just, like, gross, and it was just, like, perfect. Just carried that thing on, like, yeah, so... Um, uh, yeah, the music there was perfect, the acting with Boba Fett going up there, the way he fucking knocked his dead fucking corpse onto the ground and then took over the throne, and it was just like, all right, that's it. It looked like the goddamn cover of a comic book. 
Yeah. Boba Fett sitting in that chair and Finnick sitting next to him with the yep. fucking blaster and shit. Boba Fett and Finnick, right? And so Finnick's going to be a huge part of his series. And the beautiful thing is that, like, now he's out of he's out of Mando's debt, right? And he rescued the child, as agreed to, and they are all good to go. Right. And people were worried that, oh, man, uh, Boba Fett's too too much of a good guy. Maybe he's not, man. You know what the, the, yeah, the looks like? That's something I thought of that kind of made him more badass than he's been kind of nice and cooperative otherwise so far well we don't know what he was doing either though right so we don't know what happened right for all we know the series could pick up and show us when he picked up finnick and all that shit right when he rescued her right so there could be some more backstory that fills oh, in the pieces yeah. as well yeah. so i think we'll see a little jumping around in the timeline there and yeah. alec made an amazing point the other day when we were discussing this simply about It was perfectly convenient that Boba Fett and the Slave One were out of sight, out of mind when Luke arrived. Yeah, I thought that too. Is like, what would Luke say if he saw right? Boba Fett? Because he's the one that basically Alec and I discussed. You know, Luke's basically the one who threw him in the Sarlacc pit, right? So, in good conscience, you're here to save the child, and I have to turn that child over to this individual, right? So, your debt to Mando or Din would be more important than this at the moment, but that doesn't mean that you wouldn't go after him later. So I thought that that, with the timeline we're seeing right now, that's going to make things very interesting, right? I think that could add a lot of tension later on because Luke, I think, will continue to appear just in guest appearances across other episodes and other series set in this timeline. Yeah, yeah they're going to show him again just to show Grogu again. Yeah. Well, that may not have to, but no, likely. they don't. They don't have to. There's some options there, though. But I just love how this episode went as well. Like, um. You know, they agree upon not killing Moff Gideon, right? You know, she wants him to surrender. Okay, so we get that, right? You know, they kind of got to talk her into, like, hey, here's what's going to happen with this. And my voice cracked, in case you were wondering. <laughs> That's why I smiled. Because <laughs> it happens every time. Eventually, I talk enough, and it's like, oh, gee, Scoop, let's get back to the mystery van. Pretty much. So that was awesome when they came in and picked them up and went on that journey because I just had so much fun seeing it play out. Well, that captures your imagination too so much that the possibilities of Luke and Grogu on going off in an X-Wing together, holy fuck, you know what I mean? Yep. And there's other implications in there as well, right? And we, we briefly talked about R2-D2 coming in, right? And so R2-D2 seemed very happy to see Grogu. Now, there's a high chance that R2-D2 had been around the Jedi Temple when Grogu was a student there. Did they know each other? Maybe, maybe yeah, not. Cause... Will we learn more about that? Possibly. Or the other thing is, is that seeing another, I don't even know what they call Yoda species, but, you know, it's just seeing another... He remembers Yoda for sure. Wasn't yes. R2's memory not wiped, right? C-3PO's was wiped. Yeah, C-3PO's was wiped. But and that's... that wasn't wiped until the sequel trilogy, yeah. so that doesn't even... That's not even happened yet. Yeah, that happened in... Uh... No, C-3PO's memory was wiped at the end of episode three, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. But not R2, I think. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That is correct. Well, I thought you meant the So other he one. might still... C-3PO is getting all fucked up. He doesn't know So he, he could have met Grogu yeah. before, yeah. Yeah, so there's that, or there's the thing, like, he 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 recognized him and seemed really happy. Um, and then obviously, right, we could have some interesting stuff here. So when you got a creature that has a 900-year lifespan... Are they going to make Grogu somehow escape all this? Or is Grogu going to be a victim to Kylo Ren eventually? And we hear about it and we get some backstory on that. And that's one of the reasons it really fucks Luke up is because... That's what I've seen on the this, internet is that would give a little more reason to Luke's grisliness. 
Yes. If. Because but it's like, especially with Grogu, though, because if you're looking at somebody like, okay, 900-year lifespan, you know, and you're early teens and 20s like Rogu would still be a very young formative child for his species and Luke feels really responsible for ruining something with so much potential there so I think there's a lot to say that could actually make the sequel trilogy better by the storytelling they're doing now backpedaling retroactively making well here let's be honest better. you don't even need to grow I think the whole Luke thing <laughs> was explained pretty well already yeah the fact that they did it I don't have three different ways the way Luke was Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like where he shows up in front of Kylo Ren, and they show it from three different kind of perspectives throughout that movie. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. At the Jedi Temple or whatever, when Luke's hovering above Kylo Ren, and then they end up clashing or whatever. And it's kind of like that's clearly where why Luke went to exile because he like was like, all right, I I fucked up. I fucked this all up. I gotta I gotta just fuck off with this shit. Yep. Well, and you're also seeing right now that they're dealing with they wanted Grogu's blood for cloning, right? So could that be another thing that he that maybe they get him again later on for cloning or whatever else, and he still loses somehow there that's not part of that massacre or something else? But there's a lot of things going on that are going to, I think, try to redeem some of what we see in the sequel trilogy. Not necessarily intentionally, but just because you do have this gap to fill, and we're already in a post-original trilogy space right so yeah. we've got a lot of things to listen to and learn about so and kind of already oh, explained how they've made uh snoke too out of grogu's blood you know what has anybody thought of the possibility that grogu pops up in like bad batch because oh. that's order 66 time period oh yeah you're right mm-hmm. that's just a possibility because that's new show him escaping or eh, i mean they could do anything they could have just one episode where it's like Somebody rescuing him from the Jedi Temple and him getting out of there. Yeah. yeah. So, but I I did like how uh, Moff Gideon, like, tricked, you know, Din into getting the, the Darksaber from him. I didn't like Din turning his back to him, though. Seemed like he trusted him an awful lot. Easily. Well. He should have been kind of. Uh, to me, that's, the, that's part of the character change we've seen in Din over the series like right he starts off as this hardened guy and like he's just become he's still a badass but he's much softer and thoughtful and he the put world. his guard down I think because he loves the, the child so yeah. much right and it was his focus on that right and in any other situation I don't think he would have done that but I think that just shows like his emotional connection because even Moff makes a, a reference to it he's like yeah. oh I see you've done that and so I think that line specifically kind of makes you think that I was really trying not to hit it. Jesus Christ so why we can't have nice things? <sighs> Nick's fucking ninja kicking the damn microphone stand. I was out here how I kicked it. Fucking set up like a grown up. He looks like a child that's like his feet are too sh- sh- no, short to hit my, the ground. Well, my, he's like five bad, foot seven. My so. bad knee's achy. So. Well, without a bad knee, you wouldn't have a good one. Mm-hmm. Edgar will know that reference. So. Back to the episode. So, what was uh, what was the most surprising thing to you? On obviously, Luke's very surprising, right? But what else in the episode was really shocking to to you? Like, what stood out? R two D two actually, because for some reason I wasn't even thinking about the fact that he would be with Luke. So when he popped out, I was like, oh wow. Yeah, because they didn't show him on any of the cameras or anything. But it made sense that he would have R2 with him as an astromech yeah. droid. But... 
Yeah, and I and, just and, wasn't thinking about it, and then here's our two. Yeah, that was like another, another delightful surprise, surprise right? And he's not going to go be in harm's way. Well, that's the thing. Let's go through this in a little bit of phases here. First, you see an X-wing. That yeah, and then you're like, wait, that's got to be Luke. Wait. Well, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking this is Luke, but then you're like, wait, this can't be Luke. So your mind immediately goes to, all right, does Ahsoka have an X-wing? Could she have an X-wing? I don't think so. Does anybody else have an X-wing well, that I'm aware of, or is it not a Jedi? Well, once you remember that Grogu was talking to some Jedi, at, you know, in the previous, well, that's why you start to think of a Jedi. Ago. That's when you start to think of a Jedi. So you're like, all right, this could be Ahsoka, Ezra, Luke, Leia. Well, you could. It, I mean, it could have even been any of those. It that's what I'm saying. It could have been a Rangers. It yeah. could have been, but whatever. Luke, but Luke is more connected to X-wings than anyone else. He even has an X-wing on that planet in the sequels. I'm not trying to argue with you. I'm yeah. telling you everybody's thought process while we right. know. Yeah, as just, you try to digest yeah. it and see what the hell's happening, you're like, is this happening? It could what have been you, misdirection. You they could have put someone else in there, yeah. Well, yeah, and a lot of people would have been okay with that, too. Well, and then the green lightsaber. You're not thinking they're just going to put Luke in this scene. You're not. Until you're closer down there, and you, everybody might have a different point where they're like, this is Luke. But you're sitting there hoping. You're like, I hope that's Luke. I don't know how. I don't know what we're going to see if it is Luke. What's going to happen? And then it lands. You see someone in a black cloak walking down the hallway or whatever after he gets out. And you're like, all right. I still don't know. That, that's. I feel like that could be Luke. That could be Ahsoka. That still could be Ezra. I don't know. But you're you're starting to lean towards Luke and you're hoping. And then you see the green lightsaber. And you're like... Immediately... What I did was like, I was like, it's Luke. And then wait, wait, don't get your hopes up. Like, this how Luke. long until they show his face? Is this Luke? Is this really Luke? Or is it just green lightsaber and everything else? Oh, like, this has to be Luke, right? You're like questioning everything in reality, like my entire existence, having an existential crisis. And then you see the fucking gloved hand. You see the belt buckle. You see his other yeah. hand that's ungloved. And you're like, it's hand, fucking yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty fucking glorious, I'll tell you that. Um, I was just, you know, you're thinking the whole time, okay, what's going on with this? And then that happens, and you're like, okay. And then you see him go through, and he's clearly mastered the Force more than we've ever seen him. Like, this is the most we've ever seen Luke Skywalker do, right? I've even seen people complaining, this isn't Luke Skywalker's Jedi style. I thought it was funny on the last... Because we saw so much in the original trilogy... We saw, what, two lightsaber battles, basically, with him? Well, he was also fighting Darth Vader, who's known to be a lot slower in his li- battles. So his, actually, to Rogue One is quite a big difference. Luke's is less of a difference. Well, it's my still thing a little is, bit different, because it's well, and he's still 40 a, years later done by completely different people. What do you expect? It's going to be a little different. Well, and he was still a novice at the time of Return of the Jedi, exactly. as far you as have, Jedi's go. You have so much more advancement. He's now, potentially, we don't know exactly what Luke is doing, elsewhere if he already has set up a temple if he hasn't we don't know any of that right now but yeah he might just just now be forming the school or something and Ex- it's grogu's like one of the first students well or he's something. professor x yeah basically i thought it was funny when luke gets to the last super stormtrooper he just like crushes them with the force instead of just slicing through them well like really they did that one specifically for element because you see how strong he's become with the force right because he crushes that but then it also smokes up the whole room so he like built up a combo, so, and now he has a special attack, kind of like a video game. No, it was for strategic purposes of opening a door and having him walk through fucking smoke when you reveal him. Yeah. That was the whole point of that. No, the last 
before he goes through the door, he crushes yes, it. Yes, I know. And it smokes because of that. It smokes because it imploded. Oh, it when he opens melted. that door. Okay. Yes. And so then you just see the lightsaber. That was very intentional, yes. Yeah. Like, to me, that's what that was. I was thinking that for. happened earlier. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. That, that's when I saw that, I knew they did that because that's just a, a badass reveal. And I like how the monitor's flickering in and out as they see who it is, right? They did a really good job teasing that up to like, oh, fuck. <sighs> and then. And at one point, I thought when he was still wearing the hood and he was sliced, I thought I saw a beard. And I'm like, does Luke already have a beard at this point? He takes... But he didn't, yeah. The whole helmet taken off scene is like a whole mirror. Again, that's another mirror from Return of the Jedi, where Luke takes off Vader's helmet and sees him for the first time. Sees him with his own eyes, yeah. Because, right, as far as we know, Din's never taken his helmet off in front of Grogu. I mean, we've never seen that on the ship. I would just assume that we hadn't. Like, I assume he eats by himself when no one else is around. I just assume that's his way no matter what. Right. So that is a big reveal there. But I doubt he's ever taken it off just to look at him or... No, because yeah. the way Grogu yeah, reacts... A, the it's way, emotional for sure. Yeah, the way he reacts and does that, right? You know, and I think for him too, that just shows another growth element of like, okay, so I've been sent on this journey to do this. Now he's got the Darksaber. So then you start going like, where are you going to go with his story next, right? Is he going to reunite all of Mandalore potentially? Right? I don't think Bo-Katan... They're not going to start out the next episode with Bo-Katan being like, all right, now we have to fight to the death for the Darksaber. Yeah, it didn't seem like she was wanting to do that. I think it's going to be more like she's going to reluctantly agree to let him have it for a while or something, you know? And just be like, all right, yeah. I, I mean, I guess you're the fucking keeper of the Darksaber. At least it's better than Moff Gideon. Or, I don't know. You know what I mean? Well, I think she's going to be happy because she's seen his integrity to take care of things, to see him follow through with things and, and take she care of sees another life even that Just him taking the helmet off, she sees that he's not as much of a religious fanatic as she thought he was. Exactly. That's a huge thing. Like, I think that changed not her anymore. perspective of him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so there's one thing before. Like, she changed her opinion of him. Well, he he learned that there are Mandalorians like them that aren't hardcore like him. Yes. Yeah. And, and so he's now been... I think he thinks that that's not... The well, he's way, been he's been processing. Right? <laughs> that is not the way. That is not the way. That is not the way. But I think that's what season three is going to be really about. And right, I was just really expecting a downer of an episode. I didn't think we we're going to see resolution. With I think Grogu. everybody was. We were all expecting it because they were like, "There's no way they're going to resolve Grogu and shit right now." Like, there's no way. I think that's how we all were. We all thought they were going to Empire Strikes yeah, Back. It us. did feel a little quick that Grogu just goes off, and none of them knew who he was. See, Nick, like always you were always like, you didn't like Grogu. And now that Grogu's gone, you're like, no. No, I'm fine with that. It just seemed a little quick and a little, like, he just shows up. He could be anyone far they know. Well, that's the thing is it's like. <sighs> but I guess Grogu talked to him through the Force Rock thing. and It'd be funny him, if so. season three opens up with Luke returning him and be like, he's a little bastard. I can't handle this motherfucker. <laughs> Take him back. It's like fucking. Uh, you just oh. see him throw him over his head like he throws the lightsaber. Season three is basically Problem Child. That's what I was going to say, Problem Child. I couldn't think of the name of it. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Uh, but it also opens up the possibility, right? You know, I'm, everyone's speculation, their minds are running wild. Like, are you going to do a show where you're going to deep fake <laughs> the Hamill? Know, Mark Hamill the entire time? Well, see, they haven't deep faked anyone. They're using other technology. If they were using deep fake, it would look much better. Like, you can see all these scenes redone by Deepfake, and I'm a huge advocate for this being redone because they all look like shit, and then you see some YouTuber who does special effects, I'm sure professionally, but they are also a YouTuber, and they just upload, oh, here's Deepfake of Grand Moff Tarkin and Rogue One. Infinitely better. Um, 
they even did stuff like put Han um, Han Solo in Solo. They yeah. put Harrison Ford yeah, over I've it. Seen that and I'm not saying that's the way they should have shot that movie or anything because that is a little disrespectful to the other actor. Unless you're just going to have a stunt person play the person, basically. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And which then, and then fine. you'd have to have Harrison Ford do the voice and everything, which would have been cool. But or also Harrison he's Ford old, so it's like, maybe. Possibly. Yeah. But you yeah. know, that's what I, I'm not arguing you, they should have done that, but I'm saying for Mark Hamill, they should have just deep faked it. Unless they, if they de-aged him, which you can't tell if they did or not, I don't, you I know don't what I mean? Think I think, I think they used the stunt actor and then they filmed the Mark Hamill's face small. and digitally recreated him. Probably the same way they did Princess Leia for Well, Rogue One. hopefully we'll know more about that specifically, um... Christmas Day, they're launching the behind the scenes of season two, so hopefully yes. we'll be able to talk about that next Monday. And Do you think Luke that. looked better than Tarkin? Yeah. Yes, Luke hands down did. Yep. He did? Yep. When when Luke came on there, I was impressed. I mean, I, I don't have he was a... He looked about as good as Leia did in Rogue One, and Leia in Rogue One looks way that. better than Leia in Rise of Skywalker I, when they flash back yep. with the I think, Jedi training or whatever. I think Tarkin benefited from the dark lighting on the Star Destroyer bridge. Well, here's my here's my hot like take on it. If he was in brighter it. light, I think he would have looked a lot worse. Here's my hot take on it. On a had I seen that in a movie theater, I may not. I may have thought it looked like shit. Right, because that's what I thought of. Like I remember Tarkin. It the theater, I thought it Tarkin was just looked animated and like lifeless. He looked like a computer generated completely for sure. Yeah, like a video game cutscene character. Kind of. Princess Leia and that looked way better than him to me. Yeah, and that looked, but they still just didn't look. They still. And I don't know if it's the skin transparency thing. It's the same thing with like some practical effects. Like they just don't look right because you don't see like that realism. It's the there. lighting doesn't work quite as right because it's not there. Yeah. yeah, and I I think the only reason they haven't done the deep fake on that is because I think for some of the finer details like the light reflecting on your eyes in the room, there's no way to do that. They can't add that. I mean, they possibly could. I'm not sure. I've never messed with the technology, but I I just think the yeah. way they're doing there's it, there's way to do it. I just think these movies for Star Wars specifically, even ones that rely so heavily on looks like that, they yeah. should definitely deep fake and they need to hire some people who've redone their own shit on YouTube and just be like, literally come do this for us now. But I think at the end of the day, no matter how bad the effect looks, people are still happy to see the character. Oh yeah, for sure. So. Well, yeah. So whether or not Mark Hamill shot that or not, obviously he's in the credits because he did the voice work. They used his likeness for that, right? So technically you're going to get your your stuff there, but... Mark Hamill's an amazing voice actor, so mm-hmm. there's no reason that he couldn't just... I mean, because he even did a good job of sounding like a younger self, right? Like, clearly That's he is That's what I wondered aged. if they didn't take clips, because it somehow didn't seem natural. I thought maybe they took clips from the movie and, like, phonetically well, made a new sentence or something, which I think they planned to do with Vader, because they, like, recorded James Earl Jones or something. So, like, if he dies, they can still do Darth Vader. I think there was hmm. talk oh. of them doing something like that. Weird. I mean, I could see him doing that, right? That's but then you electronically alter it, too, so you can kind of cover up the... I don't think they did that for him, but, I mean, he's a professional voice actor, so... It's something It just sounded off to me somehow. Well, he didn't speak a lot, and then, obviously, the the movement, the mouth movement was, like, very minimal, but he wasn't saying a lot, so it's not like he was shouting in the room, so you just try to interpret that. When you're having a conversation like that in a room, does that is that what that looks like or feels like to you, right? So there's a lot of little minute things you got to look at and experience and see how... How does that translate when you're digitally changing someone's face? So yeah, I could have just took audio clips from A New Hope. And like I'm Luke Skywalker, I'm here to rescue you. <laughs> That'd have been funny. Probably would have been. Um, so there's more to come on that. That'll be pretty exciting to see. 
I'm just ready to see what happens next. Because Moff Gideon's still alive. I don't think we've seen the end of him, right? No. I think, uh, obviously... I think we'll I see him... they were going to kill him. But... No, I think we're going to see the end of him very early on in this next season. Well, like I was... the second, third episode. And there's only going to be three seasons of Mando, right? That's what people are thinking. But now that they've gotten rid of Grogu, I don't think they'd do the last season just without Grogu. You know what I mean? And then end it? I think that would be pointless. Because if they only do three seasons and he's a big part of... I think they'll... Well, there's also speculation on how all these... Yeah, they're going to all come together probably in another series. I would say you'll probably see his story wrapped up after this third season then that's possible. Well, shit, they could even just... They could do all these series and then bring it all together as a movie if they chose to, right? It could be a while because they may not end this for a minute. So... (laughs) But Mandalorian Season 3 definitively is not... Boba Fett, right? Correct. Because no, there are some people getting that impression. Well, they were getting that impression until it was solidified today. Disney, yeah, yeah officially announced that, okay. that today. Yeah, the they announced a logo Fett. for it. Because isn't it releasing December? Both of them? Yeah, they both will. They're going to be. They're, they're filming the Boba Fett series right now, and as soon as they're done with that, they're filming Mandalorian season three. Hmm. I wonder why they're going to release them at the same time. Maybe they'll coincide. Maybe they there's could. a strategy to that. You watch one and then watch the other. Well, yeah, because they know we're going to watch them, right? So if they tell us which one to do... Or they might do, like, one plays out, and then as soon as that one's finale is the same episode as the other one's first one, and they connect that way somehow, you know? There's lots of ways they could do that, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's an awful lot they could do there. So, um, But that's the... That's the Mandalorian, man. This has been a fun season. I really love what they're doing. I think just seeing that episode just gave me all the feels of like, this is everything I wanted in a sequel trilogy, like executed in a much grander scale, right? Because we actually care for some of these characters, right? That's the problem with the movie is that some of the characters in the sequel trilogy, like we never had enough screen time to care with them or they never had enough time to develop while trying to do the overall story, like John Boyega's character, Finn. After Force Awakens, what character development? Exactly. Well, I think people yeah. wanted to see Luke, Leia, and Han shortly after Return of the Jedi and what they were doing there, not 30 years later and focusing on younger characters. To well, be honest, yeah. The, but the, the big piece Luke, of that, though, was... Young Luke now is... Yeah, the big piece of that, though, was just the, the realistic passage, passage of they time to get there, long, yeah. yeah. And that's back. fine, but I mean, like, obviously we're at a spot where we have technology to do this well, but my, my hopes would be that if they're going to do something with Luke, like, I don't necessarily want to see someone de-aged all the time, and I don't necessarily want to see him recast. Um, I, I would like to see an animated show where Mark Hamill does the voice. I feel I think, like that's your most likely thing, but I don't even think that's going to happen, but I feel like if they're going to do Luke regularly, that's going to be it. Otherwise, he's just going to be an event guy where he pops up here and there maybe one or two more times or something, you know? With his hood on. Yeah, exactly. And he only does some badass shit and then fucking leaves. Yeah, well, the other thing like you can easily do with that is if you're talking to somebody through um, the Force hol- or a hologram like they typically do in this, right? The technology that used to be perfect for a hologram because you're taking away all the color aspects and tri- attributes to that. So um, I think there's there's a lot of possibilities for what... I can't wait to see some footage from the Kenobi series. You know what I mean? God damn, I'm hoping. I'm just... When's that supposed to release? In March? I don't think it's that early, is it? Dear God. What was I thinking of that's March? I don't know. 
I don't think we got it. Isn't WandaVision the next big Disney Plus series dropping? January. That's when that drops. Yeah, I think that's the next big release. And the first episode of their one of their other series drops. That's kind of like a recapping series, but it's the WandaVision one where it recaps some of their hair characters, I think so. Yep, so let's move on. What are we doing? Retro release from yours. You know what I just watched? Me pulling a can off some moron's fist. Return of the Jedi. Did you see Alien? When that uh, creature was in that guy's stomach? Oh my god. Oh my god. You ever seen that really old movie? Empire Strikes Back? Jesus, Tony. Welcome to Retro Release Reviews. Of course. We're just going to do them back to back. Talk about them. So this week we're talking Home Alone and Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Santa Claus don't visit the funeral home, little buddy. We're the wet bandits. We're the sticky bandits. We're both of those things, just like your mom. Wet and sticky? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <And laughs> we're the, the Nick's mom's bandits. And the bandit? What's that mean? Well, we're wet and sticky. Um, you Got could have done better than that one, I think. But Yeah, it was kind of lazy. None of <laughs> I get it. It was there. Once you pop. Once you pop, can't stop. Ghostbusters, answer the call reference. Because I'm eating a Pringle. How can you say no to these salty parabolas? Mm -hmm. you got to get me one now. Eat it away from the mic. Only I'm allowed to eat it. I don't want one of your fingers on it. I don't want you touching my fucking chips. You just ate all in the... Oh, my God. I only touched that one. We can hear you much. Why can't I hear my I'm allowed to. Well, no one will know who's munching. Well, we already listened to you fucking breathe over here like Darth Vader, so we'll all read it. So Home Alone, we're going to talk the classic Home Alone. One of my favorite Christmas movies growing up just because it's fucking hilarious. And then it holds up so well. It's still just perfect. It's one of those movies you're like, you're not even, you know, some movies that don't age well as an adult and then you like watch them like, oh, they're fun for kids, but there's too many plot lines. Like they've actually thought a lot of this through pretty thoroughly. Home Alone rules. Yeah. Um, this is one of those movies I watched a bunch as a kid. And I always loved it, but I never thought of it as one of my favorite movies or anything. But I definitely would say it was always one of my favorite movies as a kid. Especially the first one. So um, your favorite Christmas movie? I don't know, that's Die Hard. As a kid? Yeah. You thought of it as a Christmas movie? Mm-hmm. no so i get that man i mean this movie's so well done it's so fun right as any kid growing through that growing up through that like you know macaulay culkin's only four years older than i am so it's funny seeing his post this year like i'm old (laughs) yeah that's what he's saying he's like guess what i'm 40 40, yeah yeah and you're like (laughs) so yeah just the way this whole movie's set up the family being set up on there like the whole r kelly water sports thing is like set up in here which really was a downfall to r kelly's future life and um if they were to remake this now i'm sure r kelly would be championing that fuller was a girl just that's how he operates (laughs) (laughs) i was just really lost for a minute i thought i might have had a stroke (laughs) i slipped into an alternate universe where our podcast is about r&b music no, no, I'm talking about R. Kelly's urine fetish, and then Fuller yeah. obviously having a urine fetish. Mm-hmm. That's why Nick's mom has rubber sheets. She's a little weird, too. 
Yeah, Alec just did the eye wink like Fuller does. Easy on the Pepsi. Yeah. Hey, so fun fact. Home Alone 1 is all Pepsi. Home Alone 2 is yeah, products. I noticed that. So they don't say anything about that. Hmm. But they do like imply that he still wets the bed in Home Alone 2. Fuller is older. He was a little smarter. He switched to Coke. That's true. But the thing with that is they don't tell you. Like a lot of serial killers like were like late bedwetters. So like I just want the Home Alone sequel and Stoned Alone. I want in the Stoned Alone sequel. I want Fuller to be trying to kill Kevin. And, um, you know, he's become a serial killer, obviously, because he was a bedwetter until he was, like, 12 or longer. That's the real unspoken uh, shit on here. That's like um, Wookie Goldberg, a segment we'll get to later. Yeah, we got a Shark Tank episode for you all because I couldn't speak right earlier tonight. Oh, and it's going to be a doozy for you. Oh, yeah. Wookie Goldberg. You're going to love it. You're going to like, like the, the way, way you look. look. <laughs> I, <laughs> I guarantee it. <laughs> Uh, can you believe there's two of us? No, there are two of them. No, there are two of them. <laughs> That's what it's like. <laughs> um, who are some of your favorite roles in this in this in this series of these two films? Clearly, Harry and Marv, right? They're, uh, when we did our iconic du- or when we did our duos like list, like they're on there for a reason because we're gonna do a cosplay of those. At some oh, point. Oh, yes. I guess I have to be Marv. Do I get to be Kevin? Yeah, you can be Kevin because you're short enough and we can lift you up and bite your fingers off. Yeah, you're little. We could hang you from a door. Smash his face with an, an iron. iron. <laughs> <laughs> Sandy Claus, don't visit the funeral home. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, You know what? I really like Tim Curry in Home Alone 2. He's fucking on point. Like, he is so good in that. Yeah. Um, John Candy's character is so great in one because he tries to tell that story about the funeral parlor in there and uh, all day, all day, poor guy didn't, sp- when he finally spoke a few weeks later, you're just like, oh yeah, yes, because he's trying to be helpful, right? And I think everyone's experienced someone like that in life that they're trying to be helpful. They're trying to be useful. And all they do is fucking make things worse. It's one of those lines in there that you would enjoy as an adult, but I didn't remember that line as a kid. You know, that's one of those things you're not paying as much attention to. Yeah, you're, well, you know, like, th- luckily as a little kid, I didn't have to go to many funerals, right? So, right. Um, so that never stood out to me, and I never really paid that much attention until later on, and you're like, been to a funeral home, and you're like, ooh, yeah, that would be a little being traumatic to be left there as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider is <laughs> glorious in this. Uh, no, I'm still, still got some of my, my yeah. tip from earlier and he's like okay and pulls out a wad of cash the wad of 50s at that oh she's got a home box of earrings a shoebox full of you gotta do the neck jiggle shoebox full of um has the child been hurt on any way or is he on drugs the cop eating donut hyper on two (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, no, this is so... It's just so well done. Like, everything about it's so fun. Like, even the old man up the street, like, being creepy and, like, Kevin giving the old guy advice. And, like, I think that that's kind of one of those things that got to build up some tension just to kind of have some other scare stuff going on, right? It kind of really adds a dynamic to it. But then yeah. the fact that they get along together and the scary guy comes and saves him later because they've had a conversation. I also like seeing Kevin, like, stop being afraid of the the furnace down in the basement. Um, mm-hmm. And that furnace in that basement always just reminded me. It seems like that would be in, that would have been in the real Ghostbusters Kenner toy line, right? Just like a, a fiery furnace like that with teeth or chomping furnace or something like that. That's interesting. 
that's what has always reminded me. Even as a kid, I always thought that, like, this just feels like a Ghostbusters-like type of a thing. So, and I love how Kevin's doing what you would expect a kid to do, right? He's jumping on the bed. He hides under his parents' bed when he gets scared. He has the massive bowl of ice cream, and he watches Angels with Filthy Souls. Yeah. I'm eating junk food and watching filth. You better come out and stop me. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you to the count of ten to get your ugly... Lion, what yep. no good. Keeps the off my porch. Proper. Yellow property. Yeah, that's what yeah. he says. Or I'm gonna pump you full of lead. Pump your guts. I'm gonna pump your guts full of lead. Yeah, that's what it is. Pump your guts One, full of lead. Two, two, ten. ten. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yes, it's beautiful. And those are not real movies. Those were mm. shot for those. Yes, and those sequences. Yes, and um. Lots of people have petitioned. That, that's the Home Alone sequel we need, is just make Angels with Filthy Souls. I want to watch that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. AC said 10%. Too bad AC ain't in charge no more. <laughs> snakes. I don't know no snakes. Yeah, so that, that's <laughs> one of the holiday shirts I have from the band Newfound Glory. They had a Home Alone-inspired Home Alone inspired shirt on the back. It's got the wet bandits and it says snakes i don't know no snakes and then obviously it's got a candy cane and a crowbar on there so that's probably one of my favorite holiday shirts because it's those guys so it's pretty excellent makes me happy i only wear it you know like once or twice in the season got to keep that special holiday shirt ready for the next year there's um isn't he on the world trade center in that second movie too is that what he goes to the roof of they don't really show it, but isn't that what he goes to the roof of and does? Uh, the... I'm not sure which looking tower he's off of. It could have been the Empire State Building that's as well. What, that's what I thought. I think that's where that's he at. He does look up at the twin towers. I though. feel like it's not, but hey, what do I know? I don't know. It yeah. could be. I don't remember. I haven't watched it in two or three years. You both recently watched it. And I you watched, still don't yeah, know. Yeah, the last two nights. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure it's the Empire State Building because that's when I went to New York. That's what I looked down off. Obviously, I was there post 9/11. Can but... anyone just go to the roof of the Twin Towers back then? Or most of those are all like toured things and like paid things. But yeah. I don't even know how high you could go in the Twin Towers to be honest with you. So I'm pretty sure it's the Empire I State Building. Down, I'm gonna Google it right now. Well, that's what producer boy should be doing. So uh, Home Alone two, obviously I talked about this recently, but the talk boy they use in the movie was just invented for this movie, which then became a real product. But it was on the shelves for Christmas, I think, the same year, right? Nope. He goes to the World Trade Center. It was? First shot of him walking up to it. Yeah, because it was right after they showed that. And then there are shots of him. When it zooms out, that's what I thought. It zooms out from him on there, like a helicopter shot. He's looking out, and then it zooms out and shows him on Oh, okay, okay. That makes sense. Oh, okay, yeah, it does show the other building. So... I'm the smartest man alive because I, know. I know Home Alone 2 trivia. I didn't know you could go to the roof of those. You always hear about people going to the Empire State Building roof. So. Well, this was 1992, better yet, 1994. Oh. I love how they have the advertisement for the hotel in there, which is why Kevin knows like that's where he wants to call and stay when he gets into New York. He's like, oh, and this this is one I know from TV, ding, right? Ding, ding. You've got it. No problem. Credit card, you've got it. Hi, I'm Mr. McAllister. My son will be in a The Mr. McAllister who lives here? Yes. <laughs> Get out of here, you nosy little pervert. What is that song he's singing? We know a guy who's something, something cougar. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's amazing too. Need to get a, got that get that on a playlist. You put that blow up clown in there. Yeah. Yeah, and then his swimming trunks come off in the pool. You guys mind if I work on my cannonballs? And it's a bunch of elderly people, and they're just like, <laughs> I need to get a Michael Jordan standee just because of that movie and see if anybody gets it. Or if they just think I'm a Michael Jordan fan. Put them on a train. They would get it then, hopefully. I would do that at Christmas, put them on a train track around the Christmas tree. <laughs> I'm getting so many ideas. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm thinking about buying a... Michael Jordan, like, starting lineup action figure and putting him on a uh, train, like a model train size thing and hanging it on the Christmas tree as an ornament. That's a fucking ornament we need. Well, since it's a standee in there, you should probably just print one out, paste it to cardboard. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. 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 Mayor. The other thing I love. I always think of Donatello and Ninja Turtles, too. I know, but when you say it, it sounds like mayor, so then I go to that. So it literally, it's always a journey from Ninja Turtles to Back to the Future. We live in movie quotes and pop culture, so this is our experience. Welcome to it. This is how we think. Would you like to know more? Hey, another movie reference. (laughs) Exactly. Ah, I get it! Ah! It's funny. Starship Troopers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what if if Home Alone just was just Gary Busey and he was Home Alone? Well, pre or post uh, brain injury, like a month after. Oh, fucking Jesus! That could be a movie in its own right. But him, he is Kevin McAllister, and he's just like, Buzz, I'm going through all your private stuff. Better come out and pound me. <laughs> That's fucking sick. You're sick, mom. You know that. Just sick. <laughs> exactly. So you watched both of them recently, Justin? Mm-hmm. Has your thoughts changed on them? Like, especially which one you like more? The first one I love, man. There's nothing I would change about that movie. It's so well done. Like everything is just plays out perfectly. Um, you know, you got the power lines or the phone lines are down because the windstorm comes through. Like, what are you talking the about the phone lines are over there. What I say? What I say? Four lines are over there. What have I been doing? What have I been doing while you've been in coffee for an hour? Can't talk now. Movie quotes. That's all we do, people. In case you've never listened to this before, it's all dicks and movie quotes. 50% Ghostbusters quotes. You suck 37 dicks. See? (laughs) Did both in one there. His mom was at 37, but now she's at 39. 37 is just a record for it once. Oh, yeah, that was a record for one video. Listen to that silence of just, like, dead air. Dead yeah, air. Nick awkwardly just absorbing it all in. I'm like, who knows what Nick actually Just like his mom's his- spongy vagina. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> absorbing it all in, yeah. Well, I was going to say, who knows what kind of trauma he really went through in his childhood. Like, mm. we've been through trauma. Like, who knows what he's got? Like, he might just rage kill us someday. We won't even expect it. Oh, I He does have his nipples pierced, so that leads me to believe there's something wrong with him. That was a damn... I have nipples, Greg. Could you pierce me? Yeah. I just thought maybe you had uh, more to say about uh, my question. (laughs) (laughs) Do you prefer... Because, like, I think I, as a kid, liked the second one more, but now I prefer the first one for sure. Oh, the first one, hands down, is better. The second one is a rewrite of the first one just in New York City. And it works well because it's fun. I think that's what makes it 
the first two thirds of that are what make it great. And then you randomly get into the uncle's house up there, and that's where it really kind of gets boring. But they do change things up a little bit, and there's some couldn't, lines I really love in there. Couldn't, like, he, couldn't the whole family have gone to New York and he just got separated? Wouldn't that still have worked? No. You don't think that would have worked? Clearly that way not, not like, because he losing. knew what he was doing. So he would have found them within an hour. Yeah, he's too, he's too mm-hmm. smart from all the shit he's been through. He would have figured it out quickly if they're actually there. He figured out how to get to his uncle's house. Yeah. From his dad's address book. Well, I thought... Um, so you he know, would have found them. And the founder of Wally World is actually the owner of Duncan's Toy Chest. So anyone for... That's right. In- I thought he looked familiar, yeah. Yep. So, uh, no, the second one, it, it's really fun. It holds up surprisingly well. There's a lot of great stuff in there, but when you get to some of those moments, but there's still, it's still very quotable. There's some amazing lines in there. I love to say, like, I see Al be like, hey, are you wearing aftershave? The rope, it's soaked in kerosene. And you're like, <laughs> yes. And then he lights the fucking rope on fire. And every time I say that to Alec, I just imagine a rope on fire and those guys going, right? Like, it just, it's just how life works. It works better that way. Mm-hmm. Um, just like every time I go to the bathroom, I like to quote Ace Ventura. <laughs> yeah. You ever hear of a kicker named Ray Finkel? <laughs> I can't tell you how many times he's done that and how many times I still laugh, because that's always funny. <laughs> yeah, it's just gold. Um, you know how the mom almost runs into him at the end before he, you know, before Marv and them go through the... I feel like she could have gotten in on the action, maybe. Oh. Since she was already there, but then she like gets in the cab and leaves. She could have been um, the sticky bandit. Is that what you're saying? She could have been the the hostage, and then Kevin has to save her. Yeah, I mean, you got to figure this was written by got your mom, John Hughes, again. So he knew what he's doing with it. He made it different enough so it was fun, but at the same time, he kind of had to give you what you want, which is like that love hate thing for sequels, right? And it's always something you're going to deal with. Like, how do it? How do you put them in new situations that are different? Because you've got the whole hotel situation thing going on, which is funny in its own right. As far as kids' sequels go, this is great. And it doesn't have to be revolutionary in sequelizing mm-hmm. it. I will give it that. If it was a more serious movie, I would give it more shit. But we all know there's very few sequels that we hold dear into our hearts. Other than things like, you know, Star Wars, Back to the Future, Ghostbusters, Gremlins. A lot of other things, the sequels degrade in quality. Terminator and Aliens are the only other ones where people would argue that it climbed up a little bit and then then steeply went off, but... <laughs> off a cliff. Yeah. I mean, and, 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 I mean, Alien 3 didn't drop down as much as Terminator 3 did, though. Oh, God, no, no. I mean, Alien 3 is still an interesting concept on its own, but it just wasn't executed in a great way. Yeah. But now looking back, Terminator 3 is watchable compared to, compared to the that. other ones. It's like, this is really, I mean, it's a Terminator movie. It is. You got Arnold before he got too no, far but, uh, from. They introduced enough new elements in the supporting cast. I would almost argue that the supporting cast is better in the sequel. Yeah, just that's because true. there's there's some additional characters there, right? You got there's everyone more. you love from the first one in there, right? And the hotel staff is great. Everyone on that staff. You know, bony Bob Cliff, he's like, Cliff, you know, the old security guard's like, uh, no. What does he say? I can't remember because I didn't watch this recently. You've been he says smooching with about, everybody. You've been smooching with, and he says Mo a guy's name or something. Yeah. And then he's Mo? Like, oh, bony Ooh. Bob Cliff? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, I, yeah, the supporting cast is amazing in there. The things that I would love to have seen taken out is the old bird lady. Get down on your knees and tell me you love me. The old bird lady didn't serve a purpose. Like, her, her character is pretty boring just in the way she was executed. And it's not that she's a bad actress by any means. It's just that the character isn't compelling, right? You don't need that character in there. It's just uh, unnecessary. I thought of something last night. Like, he goes and gives her a turtle dove. But his family's rich, right? And she saved his life. Don't you think the parents would reward her? Well, maybe with some money. Yes and, and no, but I, you know it's it's hard to say, right? And then you don't get you to even, stay rich by handing but poor people that's money. That's not what I'm saying. Is what uh, I would believe his father would say. Yeah, probably. He yeah, because he's obviously doing something right. If they're flying all over the country for this, yeah. Stuff, you ever see their house? Could have invited her in. God for, damn. For. Yeah, Apple but I mean, you're not you're not going to show all that bullshit in a fucking movie like that. You just got to cut the chase. That's the kind of shit that gets cut out of the second draft of the flick. You're right. like, okay, this is not necessary. Uh, the other thing in that that's interesting um, is when they go up and they're listening to the music, right? They're watching the orchestra play, and she's just like bumming out, living up there, and you're like, wait, are you, are you homeless or not? Because you spend a lot of time on the streets for someone who has access to uh, the private attic of a very nice orchestra right so and then one could argue that dana barrett was possibly playing in in that orchestra huh. and bring this in canon with ghost you're the best one in your row <laughs> oh you're great most people can't hear me with the whole orchestra playing yeah i did that joke on my first ex-wife because she was in an orchestra and she played violin <laughs> and so i did tell her one time you're, you were great. You're the best one in your row. <laughs> uh, that's funny to me. No, both of these movies hold up. The first one, I think, is just is better executed, just overall, but it's fun. You know, I love some of the scenes and the, the humor in there, too. The stuff that you don't catch as a little kid is so dark, right? And that's why it's so great for John Hughes, because he's able to put shit in there that you may not necessarily catch otherwise, right? Yeah, he's known for a coming-of-age drama, but he's also, like, when they can't find Kevin... <sighs> you know, maybe committed suicide. Yeah. And, like, as a kid, you have no, like, you know, that just what flies suicide? over your head. Yeah, and then as, like, an well, adult, mommy, you watch that, and you're suicide? like, as an adult, you're like, Jesus, that's fucking dark, but it's hilarious. It's, it's like, where your dad went, sweetie. It's almost like Ghostbusters in some regards, because, like, you get older and you catch these jokes that you didn't notice as a kid that just make it that much more enjoyable. Yeah, I mean, everybody talks about the whole Phoebe Cates speech and Gremlins and stuff like that, <laughs> that... It just goes over your head as a kid. You just don't... It doesn't process. Um, so that's Home Alone and Home Alone 2. Lost in New York. Yep, we won't talk about the other ones. The third one's eh, okay. It was still written by John Hughes. But I think supposedly... we might cover it eventually at some point on something in some format or way. Yeah. So There's plenty of Christmas. But only left. that one. I don't know if that one's a Christmas movie, is it? I think it does revolve around him getting a remote control car. Oh, yeah, he has like uh, he's chicken got a pox f- or something. Yeah, he yeah, has chicken yeah. pox. Is why and he's that's home. why he's home alone. Yeah, which you could say just say he has herpes because the herpes is technically chicken pox is a form of herpes, just not you know the sexual stigma version of her moving along (laughs) i'm just trying to educate nick on these things this week's top five he's got like 10 versions of herpes and he's got like the pokemon this week's top five sexually transmitted diseases that we've given your mom (laughs) 
It's the gift that keeps on giving, Clark. <laughs> <laughs> top five. Herpes is the top. <laughs> well, he's got all varieties. Number one, AIDS. <laughs> no, it starts at five. He's got canker sores. Number two. We start at five. Super AIDS. This is top five. All right. We're doing top five sports films. I don't know if we actually already said that or not, but... No, you didn't. So top five sports films, and uh, we just want to throw something out there, and I knew this one would be something that Alec and Nick would be like, what the fuck? So here's a, here's, here's a what the fuck moment. Yeah, we don't care too much about sport ball, so... Yeah, we're all... I did I did watch that season of sport ball where the guy made the touch pass, and uh, so that was cool, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so... I, uh... Sports are game... Not really, I mean, sports are just what they are. I just never really cared too much for them. I like them a little bit, like... But I'm more of like a. I like to go live and drink. <laughs> Sports and watch fans were cosplaying long before everyone else, wearing their favorite uh, jerseys. That's a cosplay now. That, that's cos. How is that not cosplay? That's cosplay. I disagree. If you're dressed up to the whole nine yards, if you're dressed up to the whole nine yards with a football helmet and a fucking mouthpiece. In a no. goddamn cock piece. Yeah, just wearing a it's fucking jersey. Just wearing a jersey isn't cosplay. It's not yeah, cosplay it because I wore jerseys growing up, it's and I never felt like I was dressing up like the player. You're more of like wearing their symbol. So if you're saying if I wear your mom's underwear, I'm cosplaying as your mom. No, you're cross dressing. No, I'm cosplaying as your mom. You can't wear women's underwear. Just wear them backwards. You have to wear like I got all the room you well, need if that way. If they're really big, yeah, like yeah, s- several sizes above your. Uh-huh. Well, you're... <laughs> okay. Go on. <laughs> so, on my OnlyFans, I will be cosplaying as Nick's mom. <laughs> I did that for Halloween in 2000. I looked just like her. I didn't wear her clothes, but... <laughs> now you're trying to backpedal. You're like, Jesus Christ, what did that I wasn't her. No, I meant... <laughs> you wore your sister's clothes instead. That's fine. Nope. Fucking sicko. What's your number five? My number five is Draft Day by Ivan Reitman with Kevin Costner. I don't know if I'm familiar with I've never seen that shit either. (laughs) It's an Ivan Reitman movie? Fuck yeah, it's a great movie. What year was it? 2014. What? What the fuck have you been? Never heard of that. (laughs) It's a great movie. I don't care for Kevin Costner either much, so that's probably why I haven't. It's a, well, it's a, obviously it's a sports movie about draft day going on, and it's just really interesting to see how that goes on and like the cooperation the NFL had with all that. And it's Ivan Reitman, so I definitely had to check it out just, I just to see. Watched that. Oh, so in other words, I just watched that Joe Blow video. What the fuck happened to Kevin Costner? I don't think they mentioned that movie. That's weird. Oh uh, no, he's in it. Uh, Chadwick Boseman's Jennifer in it. There's Garner's a, there's a bunch. Yeah, there's a bunch of people in that movie. Dennis Leary. Yeah, there's Franklin. a bunch of people in there. So. No, I never heard of that. I'll have to check that out. I Is it not. funny? It's got some humor, humorous moments, and it's not like Ivan... a slapstick comedy because it's kind of a serious drama. But it's it's oh, got really? its funny moments. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Oh. That's why it's my number five. Okay. All right, Nick Lips, what's your number five? I put Radio, starring Cuba Gooding Jr. and Ed Harris. <laughs> You're fucked in the head, man. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, it's not like I've seen every sports movie. I can't just put a movie I've never seen. Let on me there. guess your number one, Cool Runnings. No. Oh, I didn't think of that. You dumb bastard. <laughs> 
All right, Alan, go ahead. <laughs> What's your number five? He's gonna say cool runnings. <laughs> Kingpin. Oh, I didn't fuck think yeah! Either. That's a classic one. That's amazing. Bill Murray bowling with his bald fucking hair, and he's a total asshole. With his Donald Trump come over, that yes. alone is worth it. And then I love the King. rest of the movie. Woody Harrelson and Randy Quaid all together. It's glorious. Can I change mine? No, you can't change your top five. Damn. You can change ones that you haven't said yet. Damn. All right. So my number four. I'll keep it different. Is white men can't jump. I see it. I've uh, I've never seen that movie, so I've never. It's pretty good. I no mean, they're, they're basically playing basketball on the street, hustling people for money and shit. Kind of familiar with the concept. I've seen little pieces and posters and stuff like that. But it's a uh, I'd seen it as a kid, but I watched it like, again maybe a couple of years ago, a year or two ago, and it actually really really holds up. Isn't it Rosie Perez in that too, or is it, or is am I thinking? Uh, of, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if that's who that is, but it's Woody Harrelson. That's and, uh, Woody, Woody Harrelson Snipes. wins the lottery yeah. though. So. What's your uh, number four? Me? I put Necessary Roughness. With Scott Bakula. And, yeah. I don't know if I've seen that one. Honestly. I haven't seen it in a long time. but You have seen it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. My number four is Lafferty Daniel and Gilmore fuck Happy. I didn't think of that either. Really? How the fuck did you not think of that? Well, I, fuck you. I that was, was originally where I had Karate Kid. But I determined I was determined to go a little more real sportsy. Uh, even though we did determine that Karate Kid qualifies, it's still going to be an honorable mention for me. But either way, what's your number three? Mighty Ducks two. Emilio. Now, one might argue that the Mighty Ducks. You know, they're making another one with yeah, him in it. It's a isn't it? Is it a TV series? Yeah, that was a Something. series. Yeah. Well, they're yeah, just so. making a sequel with him in it. That's all I know. Yeah, so the first one's good, but it's more about him being an alcoholic and like trying to get this team of kids together. And so the second one's about the kids forming a USA hockey team for the Junior Olympics or some shit. That that and, would be sorry. And that's why I just like that one more. It's just it's fun. Uh, it's more about the kids. It's more focused. Let on me just say, I haven't watched those movies since I was probably six or seven years old, maybe at tops. Okay, that's and a, I loved them when I was a kid. So. That's Maybe a, at some point I'll buy them and we'll review them. That's a Disney property, right? Yeah, we can watch those on Disney Plus, I think. Yeah, yeah but I'd rather have them. Well, that's fine. So, what's your number mm-hmm. three, Nicklips? I'd put Varsity Blues. Oh. That's pretty enjoyable. You really like Chris Evans with that whipped cream, huh? Yeah. Figured you would. I prefer Chris Evans with the whipped cream in um, Not Another Teen Movie. Oh. He sticks it on his ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because that's your favorite dessert. Exactly. Right, what's your number? What, are you uh, telling me you wouldn't eat Chris Evans' ass if um, presented the opportunity? I probably would. Fuck it. Yeah, you tell it people I ate Chris Evans' ass? You know how many people can say that? That's America's ass. <laughs> I also got to point out, we didn't have a lot of prep time for this one. So. Don't make excuses. How come think? our lists are incredible and yours... Wow, my list is incredible. It's <laughs> yeah. Um, what are we at? Three. My three? Yes, your three. The Sandlot. Yep, I thought about that. It's wonderful. It's great rewatchability up there. Yep, one of the best children's movies fucking ever made. So yeah, it's great. It's got sports. It's got action outside of sports. It's very well rounded. I like that. Yep. Yes. Number two, Caddyshack. Oh, didn't think of that either. About the Murray brothers being caddies. That movie started off actually about caddies, and then uh, fucking production nightmares and. 
all the stars and everyone else they cast are like, well, we're going to have to change this, but it's pretty awesome. I love it. Never get tired of it. Number two, Nick. I put Ladybugs. Because I told him to put that on his list. I didn't know he'd put that as his number two. I figured I like it. I Another Rodney Dangerfield sports classic for you and the kid that killed himself. I forget his name. Jonathan Brandes. Jonathan Brandes, yeah. yeah. He worked with Rodney Dangerfield and Chuck, Chuck Norris. Norris. Yeah. Another good movie, Chuck Norris. The and he, sidekicks. And he couldn't fucking cope. It's Sequest. fucking sad, man. Sad. Sequest. Everyone goes through some shit we don't understand. My number two. Sequest? Has Bill Murray on a golf course. Oh. And it's called Space Jam. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Space Jam, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I, only one reason I didn't put Caddyshack on this list and put Space Jam in, instead is so I could make that joke for one. And also because I've put Caddyshack on like a bunch of other lists before. I remember we've talked a bunch about it before, so I was like, oh, I'll just knock it off because Caddyshack is up there. I, I fucking love Caddyshack. But Space Jam... Um, I was like five when that came out, so it hit me right in the fucking perfect spot to. It hit you in for the me perfect to, spot. Yeah, it hit my G spot, man. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was like a my male... theoretical G spot of in my brain as a child. Um, unless you're implying that as a child, a film raped me, you know. But whatever, you're the one who brought it up. You're you you really need to get some help about those issues, Nick. I can't believe you you fucking traumatized <clears throat> out with that shit. I just farted. Uh, my number one is fucking Happy Gilmore. I fucking love that movie. It's hilarious. I never get tired of watching it. It's so good. And the announcers on there messing with everything. Happy Gilmore is being an asshole. All the other scenes. That's and probably the sports movie I have seen the most. It's, I just love that movie. Anytime it's on or like whatever. Not, not that I ever fucking channel surf because I'm not fucking 90. But, you know, it used to be like when it was on TV, you'd watch it. And then now, I'm like, yeah, I'll watch that again. I like it. It's funny. What about you, Nick? I put Basketball. God damn it. I didn't even Fuck think of that me. either. Finally See, something, something you guys didn't think of. Well, congratulate of. you for that one. I'll, I'll yeah. give you that because I didn't think of that. Just when I think you can't get any fucking dumber, you go and you do it. Mm-hmm. You totally redeem yourself. <laughs> yeah. Our list could have been very similar if we thought it out, I think. And, but so. Number one, baby. You're number one? Cool Runnings. Okay. Hell yeah. Didn't we mention Cool Runnings when he was outside? Yeah. I don't know. I know I mentioned that was ago. the first one that came to my mind, dude. Was Cool Runnings. I loved it as a kid, and I love it now. Still, John Candy and the fucking Jamaican bobsled team. Yeah. Excellent. And it's very uplifting. It's like the Rocky of sled movies. All the sled movies <laughs> of the sled movies, you know, like <laughs> Citizen Kane and uh, this. <laughs> Christmas vacation. There, yeah, there you go. It's uh, definitely a good choice. Definitely, definitely. John Candy movies. Yeah, that's a fun one. Light hearted, heartwarming. Yeah. It's a what's, Disney movie. What's your top five? Comment in the comments. Top five sports movies. And don't forget to smash that subscribe button. Um, a couple honorable mentions were Dodgeball. Oh, okay, yeah. And Point Break. Point. Uh, Sir, yeah. it's extreme. Sports. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That's why I didn't put it on the list, but it came to mind, you know, when thinking of sport movies, it's like, that's one I actually enjoy. They're surfing, they skydive. Yeah, extreme sports, and that was a big thing in the 90s. Actually, that was just a little bit ahead of its time. Extreme. Yeah. Before the extreme. Extreme. The extreme. ESPN Extreme, extreme Games took over the world. 
I was thinking Twister. For a sports movie? No. The Extreme. Hey, tornado chasing could be a sport. Extreme sport. How do you... I don't know. You, coming you, in your mom's ass could be a sport if I fucking gave myself 10 points for it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, shit. You're going to put a scoreboard you up? You win by not dying, Justin. That's fucked up. You're fucked in the head. So you're saying we're all losers because we're all going to eventually die. No, I mean... Nope, can't take it back. Shut the fuck up. I win. I'm right. You're wrong. I'm big. You're small. Come home. I'm very handsome. You're not. (laughs) (laughs) You are big and I'm tall. All right, what's next? You're as wide as I'm tall. Want to do a little episode by episode action? We now return to the real Ghostbusters. Diane, 11:30 a.m. February 24th, entering the town of Twin Peaks. Pretty, pretty. Pretty good. Bill Murray's the funniest man on the planet. Episode by episode. Episode by So we need a, a Christmas episode. You know, it's still Christmas time in the city. So we chose uh, Batman the Animated Series. And Justin, for some reason, has a memory of a Christmas episode of this show that has Harley Quinn in it. I remember it. The evidence I didn't get a chance to rewatch it. Is unsupported yes. b- according to the internet of this episode existing, uh, however. Yes. It's one of those things where your brain just mashes things together. Justin has a Mandela effect of this episode that doesn't actually exist. It's so true. if you recall an episode of the Batman the animated it, right? series. No, we watched an episode, which was the one I remembered, which is just Christmas with the uh, Joker. It's the second episode of the series. Was the has Robin of Harley actually a Christmas episode? I think I remember the one you were talking well, about. She's, well, she's in, in a lot of episodes. She's in plenty, but yeah, no, I completely misremembered there. So I need to watch the episodes with her. Is and that the one see. where she gets like out of? They let her out of Arkham or something? No, there's a bunch of them out there. So okay. don't try to like remember one like me. Don't make an ass of yourself and just fuck it up. Your memory's not serving you like you think it's serving you. <laughs> Neither did mine. It's okay. But we did watch episode two, and uh, it was fun. Yeah, every time I watch this show, I'm always like. My God, this animation. The so animation good. and the voice acting, too, for me, oh, yeah. right? Because episode one is like, whatever, but the second episode, obviously the debut of Mark Hamill as the Joker, who still, <laughs> up until recently, has been doing the voice of the Joker in different animated versions, video games, everything. So it's like, yeah, he's awesome as Luke Skywalker, but his fucking career is much more storied and vibrant as the Joker for all the things he's done there. So Yeah pretty incredible there to see that so it was fun to see just his first episode of that character and hearing him sing like jingle bells batman smells and then steals a fucking christmas tree that's a rocket like all this absurd shit that would never happen in reality but it's really fun to watch and then obviously you know you've got robin in this episode and like you know they kind of portray bruce as a fucking grouch you know, he's like, oh, well, I just want to be on the streets patrolling his Batman and go home and watch TV and have fun. And Robin's like, can I just sit here and get drunk and beat off? I mean, shit. Can't that be what we do on Christmas? I haven't jerked off in days, Batman. <laughs> I got a fucking load of brewing. <laughs> uh, as a teenager, it's probably a problem. I mean, that's... I imagine if I was Robin, that's what I'd be concerned with. I'd be like, are we done yet? I gotta get out of these pants. My balls are blue. <laughs> I mean, we've been fucking fighting poison ivy, and man, she makes my rod stiff. <laughs> Batman's probably like, yeah, I get that. 
yeah, I understand that. Good times. So this episode was pretty entertaining once it got going. Like, the setup of it was kind of slow going, just with Batman and them kind of drumming around town with it being kind of boring. But once the episode picked up, then it picked up the stakes pretty quick. So I enjoyed it. It's fun. You yeah, know, uh, I, I like how he's broadcasting over the TV stuff. Like you see Joker like taking over that, so it's like the famous Joker in the Christmas sweater, like in front of the tree. Yeah, he's trying to watch stuff. like It's a Wonderful Life, and the Joker comes on there, and he's like, "We'll not be showing It's a Wonderful Life. We'll be showing my butthole or whatever he says. I don't know. He yeah. says some crazy Joker shit. No, but for an animated series, you're like, okay, that's episode two, Attack of the Clones. Pretty fucking impressive for a second episode of an animated series that you're like, yeah, there's. A lot of stuff to do there. Nah, Attack of the Clones is a little less impressive, but impressive nonetheless. But it's mostly animated. Okay, yeah. Exactly. So Batman has a movie theater in his house too. Jesus, that movie theater is amazing. Like the nice seats he has in there when they start, they sit down to watch that. Yeah. So it's oh, not yeah. like the little tiny TV in Batman Returns. No, <laughs> he's got. Yeah, obviously they took the criticism of that and made him have a home theater. So it's cold. It's supposed to be. It's fishy. What are they called? What a fishy sway, so. It's supposed to be cold. Yeah. Batman eats a lot of soup. Yeah, I've been eating a lot of soup these days from Panera Bread. Sponsor us. Because apparently when we eat at your restaurant a lot more, because fuck Chipotle they they putting meat in my any, goddamn. They didn't stick any meat it's in the your, second time I've gotten bowl. meat from that Chipotle in my fucking. Oh, that wasn't the first time? Bowl. No. Oh, well, fuck. Yeah, triggers me. You could have got a year's supply of Chipotle for that. And then they'll put meat in it. Oh. Just don't go to that Fucking one. wieners. Uh, yeah, so Nick obviously didn't watch this episode of Batman, the animated series, because... Not recently, well, no. I didn't really tell him to. Yeah. I recommend everyone go, especially... What is this series on right now? Where can you go and watch I this? I don't think it streams anywhere legally. Um, but the, no, but I know the Blu-ray that... set is pretty cheap for the whole series. So. Well, Alec bought the Blu-ray set, and we went in halfsies on it. I just took the digital copy. He's got the disc set, so um, we watched it on Voodoo. Yeah. But um, it's fun. There's definitely a lot of episodes I want to go back and watch again. Yeah, I, I haven't rewatched it all. <gasps> but it's one of those shows from the 90s. I love these like 90s goth aesthetic shows. And it was animated, you know, famously on, like, black paper and shit. And it has, like, this kind of, just this different vibe where the other shows that I would compare it to well, that don't match its vibe, obviously, but they match a darker aesthetic are, like, a st- Extreme Ghostbusters and a Gargoyle show. And it was so good that the comics adapted things from it. Like, yes. Like Harley yeah. Quinn or Mr. Freeze's backstory. So the comics... Yeah, no, this is really well done for the time, and it really set precedence for Batman for a lot of people. Uh, fun fact on this, so Danny Elfman had previously done a score for a TV show and, like, got rights for, you know, residuals for when the TV was in syndication and stuff. And so at first he didn't want to do to do that with this, but once he found out the cartoon was going to be in syndication, there's going to be all those extra payments out of it. Then oh, he yeah, was, he wanted his theme used for the money. Yeah, then he was insistent upon yeah, them using his version of the theme. So I love the continuity that carries over, right? Which it's is funny. Theme. You may or may not know in our regular podcast the little outro music when the lady robot voice is going, Welcome to the Frog Brothers Podcast. 
the little Batman uh, outro music is there where it goes, but I just like digitally fucked it up. Yeah, I didn't hear it until you told me that, and then I hear it now. Yeah, it's in our regular intro, but not the holiday intro, so. Oh, yeah. But that's always cool. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool? That's my Adam Sandler. I like watch Batman on Christmas. Hey, you know what? No one left on their, uh, no one had Waterboy on their yeah. sports list. You sure didn't. That's another thing. Because yeah. it's not very good. Over, no. Overrated, overhyped. Doesn't hold up as much. God, no, it doesn't. It's terrible. <sighs> Little Nicky, however, that holds up. Popeye's chicken's the fucking shit. He used to call me Little Nicky when I had emo hair back in the day. Oh, yeah. He looked just like like him. And he'd, like, fucking walk and say that line all the time. It was glorious. Do all the noises. And keep in mind, Alec was, like, 13 or 14 at the time, maybe, right? Or older than that? 17, maybe. Oh, really? God damn. My concept of time is just fucking weird. Well, I mean, yeah. You know, I turned 30 in a month. Oh, my God. That's fucking weird, man. Gotta take you to the strip club. No, I'm good. Yeah. And just take me to your mom's house. She'll do the dance. Yeah, and, and you get then I, and you get paid for that. It's not exactly. like you don't have to pay out. Ooh. And I don't have to get blue balls. I'll actually get to bust over there. <laughs> oh my god. You're allowed to do that at the strip club. I don't know what strip clubs you go yeah, to. Yeah, where have you been going? You've been going to one of those massage parlors that got shut down for having well, happy got, endings? You gotta keep it in your pants. Over-the-pants handies are no fun, man. Yeah, that just sounds and like that's a your only chafing. option, sure. You have the but... champagne room. You gotta pay a little extra. And then you, you, she'll come in there with, like, the previous guy's jizz all over her hand as she jerks you off, and it's like... Uh, oh, you're like, it's, it's already wet already. It's, yeah, he's, no, she's using the previous guy's it's lube. It's dry and crusty It's come as lube then. on yours, yeah. Or I guess in your case. <laughs> I mean, you got to make that joke. Come on. And nobody can see this, so it's not as funny. But I was like, oh, I made a di- joke about Nick having a small peener. <laughs> it's not that small. It's not that small. As long as you put googly eyes on it and it looks funny, most people smile and cheer up about that. So should do that. There's already a whole tumbler for that. Glow in the dark. Things my dick does, I think is what it's called. Things my dick do. She got tired of receiving dick pics, so then she started to empower herself by taking pictures of people's penises dressed up in costume. <laughs> God bless the internet and tra- entrepreneurship. I recall coming across penis puppetry on HBO when I was like 13 once on accident. Or Cinemax or some of those channels. Penis puppetry. No, I'm not even fucking kidding. This guy was like making his penis and balls look like the Loch Ness Monster by like <laughs> twisting the head. Ew. Like I think of animal balloon animals and shit and he was standing naked on a stage making shapes with his penis and it was terrifying oh my goodness i don't recommend it yeah there's some fucked up shit out there right we think about that and then like that's just what we had like people have whole access to the entire internet nowadays with video and it wasn't just pictures yeah that's why like 19 year old girls are having like fucking bdsm anal sex already they're like I'm already bored with this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like uh, in Clerks <laughs> 2 when Randall has that discussion where he's like, 
19-year-old chicks do shit their 30-year-old counterparts will never do. Yeah, basically, yeah. It's weird like that. It's can it's, it's just more progressive. Let's put it that way. That's a nicer way to say it. It's more progressive, but at the same time, like, you realize, like, how scary that is as a society that we become that. Oh, yeah, because internet pornography was a thing when I was a 12-year-old, and we would all group around the computer and be like, oh, my God, we're going to look at some weird shit for a minute. And it was never, like, as weird as it is now that you can just find. Because you could literally, in three seconds, we could find all sorts of really fucked up shit that I won't even go into. Well, no, I mean, and then there's also the time that my mom and my brother were researching flags for a school project for Alec, and my mom in front of Alec typed in fags into the search bar instead of flags. Yeah, instead of French flags, it was French fags she typed in. <laughs> wee wee. I just remember seeing two naked dudes making out. Oh. And it didn't, like... I mean, I knew what gay people were at that point, so it, it, I mean, it didn't bother me or anything. Well, no, like, did who, it move? Who really cares? But I mean, I guess the big thing is, oh, yeah. like, yeah, is that going to scar you or traumatize you, whatever? But I just thought it was funny because our mom is not great with technology, so the fact that she misspelled <laughs> flags does not surprise me. Yeah. No offense, mom, if you ever listen to this trash. <laughs> oh God. So we're going to be coming at you live on Christmas Day. With a special episode, we'll be talking about a few good old things. What, what movies will we be covering? We're talking Scrooge Scrooged. and the Alf Christmas special. <sighs> the fucking tearjerker. Nick, yeah. if you don't cry when we watch this, then you're not a fucking human. I probably won't. You don't ever have really emotions anyway. No. Nope. I don't even know if you love yourself. I am a robot. Any other movies or... Any other movies? No. Scrooged and then Alf. Scrooged and Alf, because Alf is about 42 minutes, so I think that's a good replacement for a movie. A lot of people consider it a TV movie, even though it's not. Was that a two-part or just an extended episode? Uh, Extended episode. Yeah. Mm. But that's, I think, what we're going to do is Alf and that. And what's the top five list? We don't have one. Mm. No, but we probably will talk the Mandalorian special, because we'll have time to have watched that by then. Oh, yeah. That drops that The behind-the-scenes thing you were yeah. talking about? Yep, so hopefully we'll get a little insight and, t- and talk about that a little bit. We might uh, talk about a little gift exchanging that Alec and I are doing. We, even though we've already done most of it, we might just do a little show-and-tell. Yeah, that's probably what we'll do is we'll just be like, Hey, look, look at this thing. Hey, look at this thing I got. Look at this thing I got. And we'll just be grateful that we uh, have almost made it into another year. 2021. You know, we started podcasting in, what, April? Mm-hmm. 39 weeks ago. Yep. That's pretty nice. By the time the new Ghostbusters comes out, we'll be well into a year of podcasting. Absolutely. <laughs> Depending on how it goes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that depends on how this vaccine rollout goes. Um, Which I'm hopeful for. I've seen... um. A lot of people talking shit on it, obviously, but they're all fucking nut jobs. Well, yeah, a, any uh, anyone that has a fucking opinion on it that's not a medical professional can go fuck right off because I'll go get it. I don't give a fuck. Oh, the vaccine. Yeah. Okay, I thought we were talking about it, Ghostbusters. I got enough life. life insurance that if I fucking die, okay, S- send these people back to the fifties. Only that's how vaccines. You know, it's the same thing. No, I know, but everyone's like, <laughs> and everyone's like, you got to worry about this or that. You're like, you got to worry about what the fucking food industry is putting inside you. Don't you fucking worry about a vaccine, you dumb motherfucker. Yeah. 
Worry about what's in your makeup. Worry about what's in your shampoo. Worry about how it's tested on animals. Worry about what your priest is doing to your children. I mean, have real concerns here. Yeah, not fake concerns that you're like, oh, I'm so concerned about this. Like, you've got fake concerns. Yeah. You're fucking lazy. Like, take down the Catholic Church for their sex abuse ring scandal. Take down the politicians for their sex abuse ring scandal. Take down the politicians for... The way they've just fucking been banking money all year while everyone else is like, hey, we got a $600 check for you. And you're like, that's like my, it's like the time my friend PJ put coins down on the stage for the stripper because he was so drunk and out of it and wanted to leave the strip club that the stripper picked up the change and threw it at him. So we had to take him out of there. We literally had to drop what we were doing and all leave so we didn't get kicked out. And that's basically what our elected officials have done for us. They basically. Put the change on there, so some people might throw that change back. Fuck that, that story. I don't. I'm uncomfortable with this story. Yeah, I'm just saying that the the government's basically fucking us over by being cheap and lazy and profiting off of us. I'm just saying. Yeah, you don't come across good in that story. <laughs> oh, PJ? No, no, PJ was really fucked up in that that night. Yeah, yeah that's a weird. So the, go- <laughs> so the government is the stripper. Or yeah, confused. PJ is the government. PJ the government. He's the so fucking drunk us. and out of it, he has no idea what's going on. That he thinks. So then, who are you guys? We're just the PJ is the government. Yeah, PJ is the entire government. PJ is the government. Justin but who is, are you? Justin is Rudy Giuliani. Uh, we're basically. Basically, I was about to say you're Don <laughs> Jump Trump Jr. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess in this light, I just kind of thought it was a funny story to tell, and I thought I could wrap it into this. It didn't work so well, <laughs> but you know what? It's funny. <sighs> yeah, but PJ. What are you going to do with your $600? Let us know in the comments. As as Billy Crystal would say, this was last week. You know? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, City Slickers 2 fans out there. Yeah. Hey, speaking of which, next time you uh, see your mom, tell her I, left, I lost my watch and her I need it back. <laughs> I'll see her on Thursday. Good. It's a City Slickers 2 reference. You should recognize that one. Or that's the first one. Lose the watch. Are we going to cover those movies one day? Oh, yeah. I have them. I have a box set of those on VHS. Uh, Hey, we're only 39 weeks into this motherfucker. There's plenty of time for Billy Crystal movies. Don't you worry about that. Oh, yeah. There's plenty of time. We love us some of that Billy Crystal. You know who else is in those movies? Daniel Stern from Home Alone Mm -hmm. and Home Alone 2. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's fucking glorious. You know who's in City Slickers too? John Levitz. Uh, I fucking love that guy. He loves it. So it looks like we've come to a grinding halt. Excuse me. Um, I would say I would be very happy if you went over to our YouTube and uh, subscribed to that, checked out some of our videos. We did just upload another episode of Spectre Vision where we cover Silent Night, Deadly Night. And we will be uploading another one this week for Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2. So be sure to check that out as well. Um, yeah, check out all of our videos on and there. join us You can listen to our podcast as well on there. Yeah, join us live on Christmas. We'll be setting that up so you can uh, share, remind you can yourself. Share the experience with your nanny, your granny. I'm guessing we'll probably go live around 4 o'clock is what I'd like to plan 4 p.m. Central for. Standard Time. So we'll throw out some feelers out there, but we'll plan for around four. Yeah. Kind of in that afternoon lull, so when you got a little downtime before you want to do your dinners and all that shit, you can watch us be assholes. Yeah, basically. And if you want to watch Nick's mom's asshole, it's OnlyFans.com slash gaping holes of Nick's mom. 
<laughs> I just made that up, but that could be a real OnlyFans. So, you know, just check the URL. Let me know if it's real or not. Gaping Holes probably is. Oh, probably, I'm sure. Oh, we forgot the fucking Shark Tank. We can't forget this. <gasps> <coughs> Welcome, welcome, welcome to Shark Tank. Oh, dang. We got to oh, do some editing. Well, we came to a grinding halt. You were on your phone and no one was talking, well, so I was like, like well, I guess we're doing the outro. Well, we can, you can edit however you want, or so we can just go right tank. now. Shark Tank. So earlier on in the episode, I teased the Shark Tank of Wookie Goldberg. Somebody was saying something about Sister Act. Well, we were trying to think of a top five, and you said Whoopi Goldberg films. Yeah, you said Wookie Goldberg. I said Wookie Goldberg, and it took me several tries, and I kept saying Wookie, not Whoopie. And uh, I was getting mad, and Alex said, oh, that's a Shark Tank idea. So, Yeah. Wookie Goldberg. So the solo movie that we saw in theaters was less than ideal. So how do you make a movie that's even better and more ridiculous than that? Mm. You cast Whoopie Goldberg as Han Solo. No, no you cast Wookie Sol- <laughs> Wookie, Wookie Sol- I can't even talk. Wookie Goldberg as a Wookie. She's Chewbacca. No, it would be her and Chewbacca, I feel like. Oh. Oh, but she's Wookiee so Goldberg. Much... Doesn't matter. Well, can she this be a... This doesn't have to make logical sense. Can it's she... a fucking shark tank. Can't she be a Wookiee with Chewbacca? It's a Wookiee with the hair braided and sunglasses. Wookiee Goldberg? I mean, you're not going to come up with something genius like this too oh. often in life. We may as well really fuck this up. Um, I thought I was... Well, I don't know. Just her dressed up as Chewbacca. <laughs> it's already. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh already, it's already on Google. Oh, thank God. Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one because I just misspoke and I was like, "You can put that on the cover." Jesus Christ! <laughs> I feel like that is borderline. That could be taken the wrong way. Yes, I, I realize the <laughs> what can the racist implications of making a oh. black female look like. <laughs> She's possibly an eight person. Yes, I realize that. Looks that like, oh, I wasn't thinking that. Yes, that's what that looks like, though, and that's why that's I'm not going to fucking it's, Photoshop it's... that. Yes. <laughs> you remember? You know how you see something really dumb like that, and you think, "How do they not realize this?" It's because there's someone like Nick who didn't realize it, and we both were immediately like, hey, "No!" I, I don't. I don't see color. <laughs> said the racist. <laughs> yeah, that's just something that fucking. I know. That's why yeah, I said it. Yeah. <laughs> we got it. Well, I didn't know, because there's some shit we've had to explain to you before, well, Nick. Well, I don't so think we... of Wookiees as apes, so I didn't think of Th- that. That doesn't mean that some fucking ignorant-ass backwoods, somebody it. that's probably like your second cousin or some shit doesn't know, or your fucking stepsister or some shit. Your sister-wife. Yeah, your sister-wife and your so cousin. Whoopi Goldberg's head on Han Solo's body. Okay, just that, that's more him. feasible. I just think you cast her as Han Solo, and then you rewrite the movie. It's probably a better movie. I already like that better anyway. She is her character from Ghost, also. <laughs> yes. Patrick, <laughs> Patrick Swayze is a Force ghost. Luke, you and God, this girl. is genius. Yes, he's a Force ghost. Um, what else is she in that I can make fun of? See, I don't even know very many movies that she's in. Jumping Jack Flash? You said that with a question like I've seen it, but no, I haven't. No. Is there anything entertaining in that movie? Uh, okay, no. I remember she's like a computer. She can dress as a nun and fuck Chewbacca. Like, ride that fucking furry cock <laughs> while she's dressed as a nun. Hey, I mean, it's Star Wars. They do go in disguises a lot, so that works. Exactly. 
Her and Chewbacca dressed as nuns infiltrating a fucking church. That's basically the Death Star. Jesus Christ. This sounds like the porn parody of all ages, of all genres mixed mm-hmm. together. What else do we got? Who are we casting Nick's mom as? She's just the fluffer on set <laughs> for Chewbacca and me. Someone made a Ghostbusters Mandalorian helmet. It's got caution striping there. Oh. <laughs> of course it does. And it's got yeah. The, it's got the cyclotron or the power cell right there and the cyclotron. Like. I'm going to quote Ian Malcolm here. When I see some mashups, like I love some good mashups. Don't get me wrong, right? Just don't don't get me wrong, but you can't make Ghostbusters everything in your fucking life. What does he say? You, ha- He says, you are so preoccup- preoccupied not- with whether or not you should, you didn't stop to think if you, if you could, you didn't stop to think if you should. And I That's not even the that. line I was going to think of. Hey, I have that clock. I was thinking, he says, what you call innovation, I call the rape of the natural world. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Yes. Yes. So much that. Well, we can have this guy on and tell him. Or we could not. Okay. He looks happy. But he also has a chin beard, so you can't trust him. Oh, God, yeah. Chin beard, it's all just down in the neck fat. Ah, creative. I mean the opposite of that. Dead air. Everybody's looking at their phone but me. So is there more to Shark Tales than this? Shark Tales. (laughs) Wasn't that a movie? We're going (laughs) to... Shark Tales? Baby shirt. <laughs> There's Baby so many things. Shark. That should be the theme song for the shark tank. <laughs> Baby shark. Baby shark. Baby shark. Shit in your mouth. See? Shark tail. Is Whoopi Goldberg in that? Maybe. Will Smith's in it. Robert De Niro. Wasn't that like DreamWorks attempt at being 2004. Pixar? 2004. Like I mean, mid- one of them. Yeah, one of their there's, there's several of Martin those Scorsese out there. Martin Scorsese does a voice. Oh, compel me now. <laughs> All right, well, that's that. We'll see you guys on Christmas. Yeah. Happy winter Again, solstice. please hit up our YouTube. Subscribe to that. Hit up our Facebook if you haven't. Like that. Go to our Instagram. Tell your friends. Like that. Expose your friends. Show Nana on Christmas. Yeah, like uh, when during Christmas dinner, just put on the live stream of us while everybody's there. The kids, kids grandma, everybody. Exactly. And if you're really nice, Alec will share a free video on his OnlyFans of him sounding. Yes, I'm gonna sound, and it's gonna be very hard to do, but I am gonna play perform Jingle Bells with a sounding rod in my penis. That's fun for the whole family. And. Did you just fart? Who ripped ass? Was it me? Is it the sound of this? I don't know. It was a ghost fart then. Alright. I don't think I have anything else to say. So, watch out. These are my dinner guests. The Frog Brothers. Frog Brothers. Frog Brothers. These are my dinner guests. Frog Brothers. Frog Brothers. Frog Brothers. These are my dinner guests. The Frog Brothers. Frog Brothers, Frog Brothers. These are my dinner guests, Frog Brothers. Frog Brothers, Frog Brothers. These are my dinner guests, Frog Brothers. Frog Brothers, Frog Brothers. Shut this off. Shut these all off.